welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Director of Media and Technology. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. Let's jump right into this week's episode, y'all. Mother Erin Jean Ward of St. Luke's Ada and Mother Gloria Walters from St. Mark's Hugo joined the podcast this week to talk about their partnership and share about their experience blessing the elephants for the feast day of St. Francis in Hugo, Oklahoma. They explain how the feast day honors the reflection of God in all of creation and how their new partnership exemplifies a non-competitive attitude the church so desperately needs to thrive in our divisive world. This is a delightful and rich conversation. Hope y'all enjoy. Well, it really started with St. Mark's Hugo. And... uh, all of our Episcopal churches tend to bless animals around the Feast of St. Francis. And when I first went to Hugo, the people in the congregation pointed out to me that they were Circus City. They were the home at one time to five circuses. Now it's down to three. And that there was an elephant sanctuary. And they asked me if I would like to bless the elephants. And I said, well, who wouldn't? And so I blessed dogs and cats, and then we all loaded up, and we drove to the elephant sanctuary. Now, it was not as elaborate as what we, the two of us, just did, but I got the joy of going out there and blessing the elephants in the, in the ark, is what it's called. It's the ark. And these are Yes, most of them are retired circus elephants. Some of them, the elephants would winter. They had to winter them because elephants don't do well in cold temperatures. Neither do I. (laughs) And so they have barns. And then also elephants are born in captivity there. And so now since they're an endangered species, they cannot be imported to the U.S. to be in circuses. So they have elephants that are born in captivity there and I just need to say this because they've had a lot of criticism sometimes through animal rights groups but these are the best kept cared for animal elephants that you can imagine they are pampered so Gloria and I have known each other for quite some time but um, we hosted the hope for the harvest conference at St. Luke's and um, my groups of parishioners were at the table with Jessica from St. Mark's Hugo 
and we built a little bit of a friendship while we were chatting. And one of the things that we took out of the conference was that we had an opportunity as a um, larger church in our area to partner with St. Mark's and to try to figure out ways to support them. And um, one of the things that we did just a few weeks before the elephant blessing is that we sent a group of our uh, congregation down to St. Mark's and um, we sent one of our parishioners who knows how to play the organ to play the organ for them. And what we realized is we actually have congregational ties both familial and historical um st luke's played some part in them getting the organ down there and uh so we just kind of love the idea of having a partnership and i am a very obviously known animal lover and so uh, i was invited and we were all invited to go hang out with them for that and i would never have passed up the opportunity to go bless elephants and so now the ark runs, it's a, it's a very elaborate process now, but any groups can come there and go on a tour of the grounds and see the elephants. Uh, the, the people there who operate it said they used to have the, the Catholic priest in town would come out and bless the circus before it would leave town. So... Our coming to have two priests come to bless the elephants there is right along with that tradition of that. And, it, and they are always delighted. And so I guess I can go ahead and say this. It's the senior warden for my church in Hugo used to date in high school, the, the person who runs the ark. And so they've maintained a friendship. And so it's been a great tie. But it was so much fun having the people from St. Luke's with us this year because we were able to spend time together not only going through the through and blessing elephants, but then time afterwards eating a meal together and enjoying ourselves. We feel like we've formed a real bond between our congregations. Hour 45 away? Uh, yes, about an hour and 45 minutes. And it's been really neat for us this year because um, when I showed up, I was told that the Blessing of the Pets is a really big deal to St. Luke's. We have a beautiful courtyard and we have a little statue of St. Francis. But starting last year, we started going and I go and I bless all of the animals at our local animal shelter. And so this year, we were able to have our blessing on our courtyard for our animals. I was able to go out into our local community and bless all of the animals at the animal shelter. And we were able to participate on the diocesan level with um, the blessing of the elephants. And so for me, it's been a nice reflection on the breadth of creation and um, the ways that God's gifts to us, the gifts that St. Francis saw in nature and especially in creatures, are known to us personally, they're known to us as a church, they're known to us in our communal sense, and they're known to us outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really given me a really wide, expansive understanding around the meaning of St. Francis and why it is that this is something that even a church would do. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing that's really interesting, specifically for our diocese, is that since Aaron and I both served on the search committee for the new bishop of Oklahoma, and that was another time that we had of really forming a bond. But we developed a profile during that time, and we asked for pictures from around the diocese, 
And so a lot of pictures came in, but one of the pictures got, that got used in the profile was a picture of St. Mark's Hugo blessing an elephant. And I just loved the idea that this went out all over the Episcopal Church, that there was elephants and that we were blessing elephants in Oklahoma because I don't think most people think elephants when they think Oklahoma. Cowboys and Indians, yes, but not elephants. Yeah, I felt like I taught people. I am from Alabama. I came here from Texas, and I was teaching people about all of these elephants that live in Oklahoma. And, I mean, lifelong Okies were like, wait, where are elephants in Oklahoma? And Oklahoma City Zoo was like, no, no, Hugo, actually, is where you can go get your elephant fix in Oklahoma. And you can actually go there, and uh, you can feed the elephants, you can touch them, you can watch them getting pedicures, <laughs> you can, you know, the, so you see, and there's a, they have a tram that goes all the way around through the grounds there, and uh, so you see elephants out in the field, you see them in different settings, but you can get up close and personal with the elephants. It's a remarkable experience, something you don't get in a zoo, or in a circus when you go there. I was astonished, truly. I mean, as someone who was already looking forward to it, I did not fully understand that I would get to, like, pet an elephant. Like, you know, like, feed. And really, like, when we bless the elephants, I mean, I can't understate the magnitude of, like, placing your hand on the trunk of and on the, the, the head of an elephant and having this huge, grandiose creature that I could never conceive of in my mind but that God could conceive of and to then be touching that and blessing that and understanding that as being holy and a reflection of God in some way it was just really quite quite beautiful and quite moving well St. Francis of course we celebrate St. Francis because of his love of creation of all creatures great and small and in all of creation and he celebrated life in all forms, in all beings, and valued life. And so it's not only valuing all the animals in the creation, but all of the people. So when we celebrate St. Francis Day, we're celebrating life and all, all of God's people, as well as all of God's creatures, great and small. Well, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm an Episcopalian, and I love reverence, and if we could put incense at every service, I would be very happy. But there is something about St. Francis and the feast day and the ways that we commemorate it that speak very much to the playfulness of God and to God's taking joy in us. Um, there is a world in which God could have created us all to quite literally be cubes, and to not have variation, to not have difference. But instead, we see how much value God places in difference and in no two things really being alike, and that those differences are equally blessing. And 
the silliness of blessing an animal while its trunk tries to eat your hair or something, you know? I mean, it was really a very silly and fun, and you could not help but giggle and laugh through your prayers. And sometimes I wonder, like, what kind of faith we could cultivate if we always felt like we could not help but giggle and laugh through our prayers and through our ability to see creation through the lens and through the light of St. Francis and his witness. I was going to ask, too, in terms of um, the camaraderie I feel like this could bring to the diocese of not only just your two churches connecting, but I I think the story, too, is a story of how our diocese, because sometimes we get so siloed in our own church and our own stuff, you know, that we don't look outside our wider, you know, church to engage with one another and and go meet each other in our communities, right? Um, What do you guys... Were you, were you hoping that this would kind of, I don't know, bring more people to see, like, hey, the Episcopal Church is here, and we, we actually love each other? <laughs> like, look at us loving each other. Well, one thing I'll say about that is, you know, we, part of our congregation visited um, St. Mark Hugo on a Sunday morning, and, and, you know, someone said to me, oh, I guess we're going to be really low on Sunday. And I, I said, you know, this is not a problem. Where they are, they are also St. Luke's. We are not losing ASA. We are not losing people. We are building relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about this metric that we very, very, very judiciously put out there that our numbers will be lower because we went to go support and be present with a different congregation. We weren't even supporting them. We just love them. We just want to be there with them. Not for them, but with them. And I think there's something important about just saying, you know, we consider St. Mark's to be our people. And, um, you know, it's, it's no loss to us if our people want to go visit their people because we're all just one people. And uh, because this idea sort of formed together out of the Hope for the Harvest conference, and I'd been part of that with, uh, she's now Bishop Susan Brown Snook, but then Canon, and it was this idea that we pulled together small churches, and it was both Episcopal and Lutheran, and so the idea was that we looked for ways of connection. And it took a lot of meetings and things, as those always do. And we formed this idea of having these regional meetings, as well as a centralized one. But what actually grew out of this was something that I think was at the heart of it, without us actually planning it that way. It was a connection that occurred, that together we're stronger. And together, we are all about the business of the kingdom. We're all about the, the business of being the Jesus movement. That we're not separate churches. We're connected together. Our two congregations have really connected in that way. There were some connections before between the two. And there certainly is between Aaron and I. But I think to see our people look already looking toward what's going to be the next thing we can do together. Because in doing that, we reach more people for the kingdom of God and we grow 
to in that sense of community. The Episcopal Church sometimes can think we're small, that our churches tend to be smaller, but we're really not. We're part of one large church. Our theology is that we are all the bishop's church, and we are the priests are all representatives of the bishop. And so if us to act like we're all one church with a single mission. And when we got out there, the people who worked there were really curious about what was going on. <laughs> and I remember telling one of the guys who works with the elephants Oh, we're both priests, and we um, we have these different congregations, and uh, we're just out here to bless the animals. And he was like, oh, that's really interesting. And we said, you know, we want to talk about this at our diocese. We're looking at doing a podcast for the diocese, and we want to tell other people about this place. And I think that there's something very powerful about <laughs> other people who are not a part of our church seeing a non-competitive spirit between churches that we just enjoy being around each other. We think this is beautiful. We're laughing. We've brought people from all across this region, and, and we are just doing blessing. We are not just blessing animals. Like, we are pe a people of blessing. And so other people see that, and they see that we want to talk about their organization. They, they see that we want to promote them. We gave donations from our churches, financial donations, in order to support the mission and vision of the organization. And to me, if we want to think about what it means to be a church that is statistically in decline, one of the things that we could take to heart is what does it mean to be a people who are just a people of blessing? knowing that the biblical standard for blessing is that it's always multiplying. And people see that and they take notice. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org slash newsletter. And follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week, and peace be with you.